This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Now that it's clear that the recession will not turn into a depression, stocks are poised for a recovery, says Wharton finance professor Jeremy J. Siegel. In an interview with Knowledge at Wharton, he said last week's decline over rising commodity prices, especially for energy, and fear of the ever-growing federal deficit was no more than a short-term setback. Well, thanks for joining us today, Professor Siegel. Thank you. The market just had its uh, first uh, week, weekly close uh, down in a number of weeks. Um, what's, what's, what was driving that? I think there's two principal concerns on the market. Uh, one is the rising commodity prices, particularly energy prices and oil. Uh, and the other is the uh, rising interest rates, um, which are in turn caused by uh, fears of huge deficits uh, as well as rising uh, commodity prices. So th- that my feeling is the market would have been up uh, last week too if it didn't have to contend with those. And now it's, it's kind of concerned that those might uh, push the economy down. So today even we had a decline in in uh, energy prices and in the market. But uh, basically, it is those energy prices and interest rates, I think, our main concern. Are the energy prices being driven by demand? Yeah, demand in China is uh, rebounding very rapidly, although there are some experts that that say that uh, there's still a lot of speculation in it and there's uh, that the price is a little bit – has run a little bit ahead of itself. But uh, uh, China, India – uh, uh, are recovering quickly. Uh, there's a record number of uh, applications for new cars in China, and those generally use, uh, g- uh, you know, gasoline and oil. So, looking forward over the next couple of years, those bulls in in oil are saying there's going to be a big increase in 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 use. Okay, but is, is it? I was wondering if the rise in demand would be an indication of an improving economy overall. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, certainly part of, uh, and in fact, a good part of the rebound in oil uh, and in interest rates is because the depression scenario has basically been uh, taken off uh, the record. Uh, it's now considered an extraordinarily low probability. So we're dealing with a severe recession and how fast we are going to uh, improve from that. And once you're into that mode, you, you don't accept 2 to 3% bond rates anymore, and oil won't stay down at $35 a barrel. But I think some of it is uh, moved a little bit beyond uh, what it is in anticipation of uh, you know, strong uh, uh, demand from China, particularly on, on the part of, of the oil, and on the bond side from the huge deficits, trillion-dollar-plus deficits that are going to cascade down on the market. Now, the, the uh, Fed is trying to uh, keep that, that, those interest rates to a, uh, an acceptable level by uh, buying lots of those uh, treasury bonds. What are the uh, mechanics of that strategy? Right. Uh, the last several meetings, they say that they are going to purchase or are authorized to uh, purchase up to $100 uh, billion of long-term treasuries. Uh, uh, the amount of treasuries that they are buying are still small, very small compared to the the size of the deficit this year because our deficit is going to be over a trillion dollars this year and next year, almost $3 trillion. So it's going to really overwhelm what the Fed can buy. We have a very important meeting this week. 
Uh, the statement will come out uh, uh, at uh, 2.15 on, on Wednesday. We will see whether they are going to uh, continue these purchases, whether they're concerned about this rise in, in these uh, long-term rates. One of the dangers is that the Fed has nowhere near as good control over long-term rates as short-term rates. So one of the dangers is says, yes, we're going to bring those long-term rates down, and uh, they find that uh, the market is going to, could overwhelm them, uh, and that's not good either to, to claim you're going to do something and find out you can't do it. So the Fed has to be, uh, walk very gingerly in this area and be very, very cautious. My, my preference would be that they don't overemphasize uh, the, the long rate because uh, it, it – it could be something that is uh, uh, somewhat beyond their control. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, what we have is the uh, the government is essentially um, um, borrowing money with one hand and then buying that debt with another. How does, how, isn't it borrowing the money to well, buy the debt that it's uh, – <laughs> but, but that's actually the way that monetary policy is run. All our money is basically created by buying government debt. Uh, and, and, and the Fed, uh, up until the crisis, held about $800 billion worth of government bonds. It, it now holds more, and the rest of the money it's created is just through lending to the bank. So basically that process has been the monetary process over, over 60, 70 years. I, I, uh, the, the, as, as I mentioned, the deficits are now overwhelm what the Federal Reserve has said it's going to buy uh, in the long-term treasury uh, area. So uh, it's not going to be uh, an area of what we call excess monetization of of the debt, which could lead to inflation. There's, some people have talked about that, but the truth of the matter is that that's, that is not occurring. The extra money the Fed has created is really through lending to the banks. And, uh, you know, Bernanke claims that once uh, the banks decide that they don't need all this extra money, as some of them have, uh, they will be repaying it and that money will be withdrawn. It should be any, any time now, and we've been saying it for a while, that we, have a, we might have a health care plan that, that uh, has some um, uh, costs attached to it. Um, is, is Wall Street holding its breath over that? Well, they're watching the negotiations. There's going to be a tremendous amount of negotiations uh, on the insurance companies and 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 the drug companies uh, uh, in that. I don't have any special insight of what finally is going to be uh, the result. There'll be a lot of horse trading at the end, um, and uh, to see where there probably will be a government plan, uh, even though the insurance companies are are against it. Um, um, and uh, but my feeling is the insurance companies can can still do very very well uh, even even with a with a government plan. Uh, there'll be a lot of interest in in uh, additions and enhancements on on that plan. So uh, it is a threat. I think it's been discounted in the price of a lot of the insurers already. Um, we'll just have to see what the final bill turns out to be. There are some sectors that are doing well um, because – perhaps because of their role in the economy. Um, what are the sectors that you think are, are, are going to be showing um, the improvement first uh, in terms of, uh, of uh, the, 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 the hopefully the coming recovery in the early part of 2010? Right. Well, first of all, we have the, we have the uh, sectors that have done f- well through the recession um, 
and and basically healthcare is one of them. Hiring has still been positive. That's still an expanding. Of course, long run, that's that's somewhat of an indication of a problem because our healthcare spending keeps on going up relative to the size of our economy. But it does support uh, employment. Obviously. As our economy turns around, if we consider this the bottom of the recession, more and more uh, forecasters are saying that this is the bottom. We will see May, June, maybe July, one of those three months, definitely we call the bottom of it. As we recover, those sectors that have been absolutely the weakest will show some uh, increase. I mean, you know, home building has been way battered down and it's, it's uh, you know, there's there's some signs that that area might do some uh, improvement. The consumer discretionary area, I mean, automobiles have been really battered down. Um, obviously, there's a lot of adjustment here, but uh, there's been a lot of layoffs already in that area. So that might be coming back. So the strong areas will, uh, when the recession ends, actually, uh, will not be the leaders in terms of building new jobs uh, in the economy. It'll be those sectors that have lost uh, the most jobs in this cyclical downturn. I don't think they're going to gain back, of course, anything what they had. Uh, you know, we had too many people in the housing industry and we had uh, too many malls out there and too much retailing, but there will be some rebound as the economy comes to, uh, around in, 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 uh, in employment. And in fact, uh, there are some economists that think that the June figures, which will be announced, uh, you know, the first week of July, mm -hmm will show a, a loss of employment only of 275,000, which uh, is less than half of what we've been seeing at monthly losses over the last six months. The, uh, a lot of the people who are losing their jobs um, during this recession are people who are, um, you know, they're well along in their careers. They're over 50. Uh, are there, are there, um, what are their prospects for when the recovery comes? Because what we're hearing a lot of is, as you just said, there'll be a, things will, employment will rise again. Uh, some industries will, will pick up, even the ones that were hard hit. Uh, but they won't come back to what they were. No. Uh, what are no, the prospects for those, for those people? Well, it's going to be, it's going to be very, very difficult. Um, um, I mean, as those those old jobs disappear, I mean, they they will probably be getting new jobs, but at at lower wages than what they had before. One also has to remember that this has been a trend for many many years and many many decades. It's, it's accelerated whenever we have a recession, and particularly accelerated in this recession with the automobile slowdown being so severe. One also, again, there will be some bounce back there because, uh, uh, you know, the automobile sales recently are well below what's called the scrapping value of, of, uh, of automobiles. Um, cash for clunkers has passed. There will be some, <laughs> some rebound there, and we just have to rebound just to replenish uh, the the uh, those that are getting older, uh, golden older, and particularly now that oil prices and gasoline prices going back up, there might be again a little bit more demand for more uh, fuel efficient automobiles. I see. Can we take it then that the, uh, the the stock market generally is going to kind of mirror this sort of tentative comeback uh, that we expect in the economy in the in the latter part of the year? Uh, not a giant leap, um, but kind of a gradual gain of the sort that we've been seeing since uh, overall since January. Right. Well, we, of course, we had a tremendous downturn from January to March, a plunge. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and, 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 and we've had a recovery back to that, 
January levels, basically. So year to date, we are, we're sort of uh, we're sort of even on the market. Uh, actually, in Asia, we're well above it. Markets are about twenty percent higher than uh, the um, uh, the year end. So uh, for the emerging markets uh, and the Asian markets, there's. Uh, there's been a much better recovery because there's been a better economic recovery. It's always certainly very hard to predict the stock market. It, with, with this, it, it's it's certainly taking a breather now. I mean, I my my I maintain that if we can keep oil at the seventy dollar level and uh, if interest rates on long term bonds don't ten year bonds don't go much above four percent, that the market will. Uh, stage a an, another uh, recovery uh, that could bring it up another 15 to 20 percent um, really by year end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to know exactly when that uh, will take place. But I think as people really see, yeah, the recovery is coming again, just like they were relieved at, oh, it's not a depression. It looks like it's ending. Oh, we are getting some recovery uh, I think the values are such, and with interest rates, uh, if they remain stable and low, uh, we'll, we'll uh, put more money in stocks. There's still over $4 trillion in money funds that are earning about 1% or less, uh, not attractive as rates that uh, you know I believe could be moved into the market once uh, prospects of the recovery uh, seem more certain. So we've finally seen some details of the Obama administration's uh, planned overall financial regulation. Uh, what, what's been your initial uh, reaction to that? My my initial reaction, actually uh, considered reaction, is what's the hurry here? Um, uh, we don't have any danger of a, another bubble and <laughs> coming up. We don't. Uh, financial institutions are not going to be taking too much risk in the next year or two. Probably in the next decade, given how destroyed they were from over-leveraging now. Uh, the government, on one hand, says to the banks, lend, take on some more risk. And then all of a sudden, they say, we're going to have to rush financial regulation to make sure you don't take enough risk. Um, that I, I think that, that the financial regulation could be put on the back burner. There's not going to be another you know, risk splurge on the way of the banks while we tackle other problems and the recessions and then move into that more considerable uh, with, with all the other issues on uh, the Obama agenda. So my opinion is, you know, what is the hurry here? Well, given the political process, I would imagine that this will take a long time anyway, although it is effort that will be spent uh, that could be spent on other things. Yeah, correct? I mean, I think the health care with all the costs and, and long-run Medicare also, uh, you know, are are really more important to start tackling right now. Because uh, again, I mean, we're, we're you know we went seventy five years from fixing the Great Depression, so we wouldn't have another bubble. We had it seventy five years later. I'm not going to say it's going to take another seventy five years if I have another bubble, but it's certainly not going to take seventy five days. And so again, I think that this is adding too much to the plate of Congress uh, with all its other charges that it has to consider um, uh, over the next uh, several months. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Professor Siegel. Thanks for having me. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.